Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. Welcome back, realists. In this episode, listen as Heather regales us with her new favorite podcasts and surprises with a unique subscription box choice. You'll cringe along with us as I use the word like far too many times for one human in a single sitting and learn about my new sushi making hobby. So sit back and enjoy the ride as we adventure from Amelia Earhart to Basic Instinct. Don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thank you for listening. Okay, so Heather... Tell me all about what's going on with you this week. I have so many exciting things to share with you. I've been dying to podcast with you for days because I have so many new things to tell you. The first and foremost, most important thing I need to tell you. I'm like so freaking excited. I found a new (laughs) podcast and it is everything in my life that I love culminated into one body of work. Wait, so it's, wait, you're not our podcast? (laughs) <laughs> no, another podcast. I mean, I love our podcast. It's it's like our podcast meets a true crime podcast. Um, <gasps> okay. Meets unsolved mysteries. What? Oh my. Okay. I I feel like we should have a like drum roll or something. Yes, I will. You know, insert uh, some sort of sound clip here. <laughs> Let's right. go. So I stumbled across it yesterday. Okay. Because I thought I saw a podcast called Solved Mysteries. And remember, we were talking about Unsolved Mysteries. And I like, I really prefer Solved Mysteries. Yeah. So I was like, if there was a podcast about Solved Mysteries, that would be my favorite thing. There well, is. I, I could well, tell, I I find tell you about it. I couldn't find it. What I did find was a podcast called Resolved Mysteries, which has these three girls. Like that- Resolved it's sort of like you could it's like both like resolved mysteries and then like i also hear it's like resolved like because they're recapping mysteries that were actually covered on unsolved mysteries and they're updating you with information and evidence and things that have come out since that show ended and i often am watching old episodes of unsolved mysteries and i'm like this aired 25 years ago what happened to these Has people? anything new happened? Yeah. Well, these girls have gone about trying to answer that question. And okay. so I, I really, I just. I'm going to look it up right now as it. you're talking about it. So that Absolutely. I can like see. Love it. I listened to the first episode was about the Amelia Hart, Earhart disappearance. Um, and they're great. They do a lot of research and they really compile a lot of information. Ooh, like, there was you know, recently a book written about that. So that's interesting to me. Oh my gosh. And I just started looking up Amelia Earhart. Okay. It's called Re- yeah. <laughs> Resolved. It's not called Amelia Earhart. Okay. Yeah. Resolved. Mystery. Let me, let me get it together here. All right. <laughs> but it's amazing. I highly recommend any of our listeners who are into true crime or who are old, like unsolved mysteries fans. This is a really great way <gasps> to like relive the show. Oh my God. Okay. So here's what I'm wondering. I'm looking at it. The, um, it's cute. Like even the little, whatchamacallit, the mm-hmm. 
photo is very unsolved mysteriesy. Okay, so here's they, my thing. They re they play the actual theme, but they like obviously re-recorded it like on interesting instruments or had somebody do like a, a new version, but they actually play like the theme from Unsolved Mysteries, their version of it. It's so cool. Okay, so my question to you would be if I have not recently been looking at Unsolved Mysteries, would I be able to listen to this and it would make sense to me? Yes, they, they totally go back and they take each episode as one episode for their podcast. Okay. So they, and, I, and I'm not sure if they're going from <clears throat> beginning to end, but I think they're actually going straight through the series wow but i have only been listening to it since yesterday so i could be wrong about that but um but i believe they are so they so each of their episodes they recap like they're like robert stack comes out and he says this and then they sort of set that up and then if they have more information about that they'll expand upon it and then give like updates that have happened in that case since or if like but i mean every case so far i've listened to has had updates so i don't know if there's going to be a case where like nothing new has come about but uh so far like even the amelia Earhart case had like tons did you know that there was a guy flying in the plane with her yeah i did not know that (laughs) anyway (laughs) i thought she was alone i thought that was like (laughs) a whole point no she had like a little partner and they i mean and I feel like there's been so much that's happened. Okay, so I watched the show. There's this guy, Josh Gates, and he does all this adventure stuff, and he has all these adventure shows, and Mm -hmm. he did an Amelia Earhart episode, I think. And, like, you know, some people think that she went you know like crashed on this island but lived and then these people like held them captive for a long time there's just all this stuff okay i really want to listen to that because i find that interesting but then also don't find that interesting at all um at first i mean i I guess maybe it's not gonna be good at first i was like when they started recapping and i was like maybe this isn't gonna be good but so far i'm just really enjoying it it's it's just giving me so much life right now that makes me so happy because you have a hard time finding podcasts. I know, but um, I like the way their voices sound. They're very professional. Um, oh, see, I actually, hate professional podcasts. <laughs> but it's funny because I'm gonna the first, hate it. <laughs> no, listen, the first episode that they have on their actual playlist is episode six of season one. And they mm-hmm. open up the episode by saying, look, the first five episodes were really rough, you know, just getting started working out the details so if you want to hear those they're on our patreon but we don't Mm. want people to actually you know judge us by the first five episodes so they start with six where they in their own words kind of have their stuff together and yeah they have good sound quality I, i they stay on topic but they also do side things it's it's just the best of everything it's all interesting right okay and there's so like seasons and seasons of it so i'm totally can just binge already to it oh so it's not so a new podcast you just it's not it. new to the world okay. it's new to me they have okay. multiple seasons they have a patreon um they're the real deal at this point okay they definitely I, feel I think had humble beginnings and i appreciate that about them <laughs> all right i really want to circle back just for a minute mm-hmm. to amelia Earhart. yes please what is so fascinating about the story to us? Because, all right, let's be real. Don't people disappear in plane 
in planes all the time? I mean, isn't that just like a normal thing that happens, especially back in the day? Like planes don't always stay in the air. We know this. This is why we get scared when we get on them. Like we know that they defy gravity and it doesn't really make sense. <clears throat> so I, why are people who, why is this so mysterious? Well, you know, I think that's a great point, but there's some things about this story that are really interesting and I'm thinking maybe feed into Heather, okay, what? I'm going to listen to the episode and then we can discuss it. Oh, please do. And they actually direct you to another podcast if you want to go like way down the rabbit hole on all the different theories. So maybe we should also listen to I that I think that we should listen to every single Amelia Earhart podcast that there is and then we should go down the rabbit hole. We should go down our own rabbit hole and tell our listeners all about it and then I mean because it's a question I have why is this so mysterious so now okay this is our all right homework okay so I won't talk about it anymore here so we know more Amelia later but there's some great stuff and I'm excited okay, cool. to know that this is coming up in the future I'm I'm okay all right this is exciting all right um on that note because this is something that I wanted to talk about tonight anyway Let's side note for just a second. I want to know the last three podcasts that you listened to. So Supernatural with Ashley Flowers, which I love more and more every single episode. Okay. Obviously Resolved Mysteries. And if I'm going to be honest, probably our podcast. I listen to our podcast a lot, um, but probably Rachel Maddow. I listen to her podcast if I miss her um, show on TV. Okay. So, so this was just, I, I think that it's interesting because people, I'm always interested by the podcasts that people listen to because I think it says a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. That said, I was just looking at my phone to see what the last three podcasts I listened to, and I'm not sure what this says about me. Um, but so I listened to true crime garage nice, and which was actually, I'm going to talk about it later. And then I seem fun with Jen Kirkman. Um, and you made it weird with Pete Holmes and it was with Byron Katie. So Pete Holmes is a comedian. Um, but he's very like, his podcast is very serious and he talks about very serious issues and asks big questions like we like to, and, you know, talks about like God and spirituality and, you Mm. know, real things. Um, And it's a fun podcast. And then true crime garage is just like a, you know, crime. Oh, but I was going to tell you um, there is a podcast called, I don't know why we're talking about other people's podcasts on our podcast. I just think it's interesting because I'm always looking for new podcasts. Um, True crime all the time. They have a regular one where all the things are solved. And then they have one that's called true crime all the time unsolved. Oh, I don't know. Worth checking out for you. Heard that one. I'll have to preview it because you know, I'm all about how the people talk. I know. I like them. Okay. But continue that we got sidetracked. I got sidetracked. That's okay. So the next so exciting thing I want to share with you. I got inspired by your talk about subscription boxes. So I'm 
I have to say I'm, I'm generally turned off to the idea of subscription boxes because I don't, I'm not good at being signed up for something every month. That's going to take money out of my account. Like okay. I need to, be, I'm an, I'm an intentional purchase person. Okay. I understand right? that. I, I need to buy things when I know I have extra money at that time. And I feel like the one thing I have done is like the, the hello fresh or whatever, or sun mm -hmm. basket food box. And, and I remember one time I know I canceled all the upcoming ones and it like went back in and changed that. And I got mm -hmm. a box and it put me in like financial jeopardy that week. And yeah. I was very, very mad, but had literally no way to prove that that had happened other than I absolutely knew it had happened. So yeah. that's my one concern with it, but you, and then another friend of mine apparently is also like a big subscription box person. So I felt compelled. So you know, did I get the Birch Box? Did I get FabFitFun? Nay, I say, I went for Saddlebox, which is the horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ah. horse products <laughs> monthly subscription box. And we just got our first box. <laughs> so, so your horse got a subscription box. Well, my horse gets the goodies. Well, let's, let me just say it's not all for the horse. I got a pair of horse socks. Oh, those are out. cute. So it's yes. like, there's a cat box like this where it's like, you yeah. can get stuff. For, it comes with stuff for your cat and then you can pay a little more and get a something for you as well. Yeah. Well, I was sort of toying with the idea of getting the bark box. box. Oh yeah. It's similar to bark box. box but, um, so that's kind one. of where it started. And I looked at the stuff in the bark box and I'm like, literally my dogs are going to just destroy those little cute plushy looking toys in about mm -hmm. five minutes. Lots of the reviews say the same thing. If you want a box for a, a like a bigger dog, that's like a, a tough chewer, you have to call them. So that's a no for me. Like I'm mm -hmm. not calling you because I'm assuming that means more money and you're not going to tell me how much money. Yep. I'm just not going there with you. So then I was like, I stumbled, I've seen Saddlebox before, but I kind of ran back across it. And I loved what they were showing in their past products. Like they always send something for like grooming, something for the human treats for your horses. And they're all like these like really nice kind of like homemade, you know, or like more local produced natural treats that are organic with like all real ingredients mm -hmm. as opposed to like something you'd buy at maybe like a big feed store that's, I don't know, just kind of like mass produced. So how much, I mean, I don't know how many people in our audience can relate to Saddlebox, Probably but how off. much is it? I think it's $30 a month, Whoa, which I feel like is pretty reasonable though for what we got. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got this super nice curry comb that okay. I'm quite sure is like 20, 25 bucks at the um, feed store. So okay. that alone, I think almost made it worth it. Um, but we got like five or six packs of all different kinds of treats. And if you think treats, little bags of treats for cats and dogs run like seven, $8 for like a pouch and we got four or five of them. Yeah. I feel like it was a good deal. I'm going to keep doing it. Nice. Um, and when you open the box on the inside cover is a picture of a horse. So they give money to rescue horses. Oh, I like so that. They, okay. They send you a picture of a horse that your saddle box subscription went to help rescue Cute. and they tell you a little story about him. So 
that okay. may, I mean, that would almost be like, if they would just send me a picture of a horse every month and they're like, your $30 went to rescue this horse. I'd just be totally happy. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't even need the socks and the treats. Well, that, but that's a bonus. <laughs> not what I was expecting when you said that you had I gotten know, a new subscription box. I know. I was sure I was going to totally throw you off. And I told you I was. I told you. Was yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I, the box that I get is not, I get, um, Mighty Fix, which is like an eco-friendly, they send you like an eco-friendly tool every month. And I think you, I did Mighty, wait, I might've done it for like one month. Mm -hmm. And then I canceled it because I'm again like, I'm not good with this stuff. Yeah. I mean, what I really like about it is that you can get one that they choose or you can choose your own. They have this really long list every month. It's different yes. stuff. Um, like, so this month, I mean, I've gotten a lot of the ones that they chose and it's really cool because it's introduced me to a lot of things that I wouldn't have splurged on, but now I'm super glad that I have. Um, but this month I got hyaluronic acid serum. So oh. like that's something I would have bought, but wouldn't have like splurged to buy. And then I just got it as my fix and didn't have to, you know, pay for it. Well, I mean, I paid the box, but it's so super cheap. It's like eleven ninety nine a month. Yeah. And I think I paid like a dollar more for the serum. So, um, because sometimes it'll be like the same, like the same price. And then sometimes you can pay like 24 cents more, $25, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 I totally remember that. I did it and I got the dryer balls. Oh um, yeah. I lost all of them. And I you got, know what's funny about that. That's always the first fix. And when yeah. I got it, I was like, I will never in my life use dryer balls. And I use them every single time I dry my clothes now. Yeah, like I, I put um, lavender oil on them. Um, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And so now I use them every single time. Now, I don't know that they do anything, but, you know, I, it's okay. I guess what they do is just by, I mean, if I had to literally guess here, they're like, they've got some weight to them. Mm -hmm. So they just keep separation maybe mm -hmm. like happening as the clothes are drying. So they mm -hmm. don't get all staticky. I don't know. Yeah. I can't stand dryer sheets. So it's a good solution. I didn't notice a lot of static cling from my dryer clothes when I was using them. So I guess it works. Yeah. Anyway, I'll go buy more. I was impressed, but it's like one would fall out and roll away. Well, it's welcome to the subscription box world. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm glad to pamper my, my horse. I think, you know, I do a lot for myself and I'm the thing about subscription boxes that are base products is I'm so particular and I know I get to hear about all the fun things you get to try, but I just don't know if, if that's going to be the right move for me. If there's going to be a moment where I'm like, want to try a like beauty product or health product box. I've tried pretty much all of them and they all kind of went south. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did the FabFitFun one, which was the most I've ever spent on a box. Mm. But you get- How much is that one? It's, hmm, now that you've, okay. So I think it's like $49.99 a quarter. Ooh. So it's not that's... a month. It's a quarter. Okay. okay. Um, and you get to choose most of the stuff that's in the box. So that's good. Yeah. So um, I actually had a few really good boxes. And then I think the last box, like the reason that I stopped was the last box. There was just nothing in it that I wanted. So it didn't, mm -hmm. it didn't make sense to spend that money on stuff that I wouldn't use, but, um, they give you full size products and I've gotten cute. Like 
I got this like cooler bag that I take for lunch. Um, I got like a beach towel. I got a cooler bag and a beach towel before COVID happened because I thought we would actually be doing things this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. That didn't happen. But I mean, yeah, I've gotten, oh, the slippers that I use, I got from there. Like, it's cool stuff. I really liked it. It just, um, I, you know, you can only have so much of a good thing and then it, it kind of doesn't, it's not good anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't feel that. So, so anyway, I was super stoked about Saddlebox. I highly recommend it if you have a horse. A horse. <laughs> for all of our horse-owning listeners. Maybe we have way more than we know. <laughs> it's always possible. For you or your horse friends, if you know any yes. horse people. And I think all, all right. those kind of things I always want to hear from somebody, like that they got yeah. it, you know, and that it was good because I am so mistrusting, and you know this about me because we had a whole talk. I do not trust those food box subscriptions that don't let you see what your options are. I just don't, I honestly can't think of, I mean, give me an example of one that does that. So Sun Basket, I feel like is one where like if, okay, so once you subscribe to it, then you can see, but what I'm saying is fresh might do that too. You have to subscribe before you can even see what like the next four weeks coming up are. And I think the one you do doesn't do that. The one I do, you can see, so I do purple carrot. I love it. It's my favorite thing ever. I might've talked about it on the podcast before. I don't know, but not only can you see all of the stuff that's coming up, but without subscribing to purple carrot, you can look up almost all, if not all of the recipes on their website that they use. Yeah. So that's crazy to me. I mean, it's, I love it. Yes. So transparency is important. The downside is that what I realized from Sunbasket is I don't like cooking. A lot of those boxes went to waste, I have to admit. And that one that, that one they sent me that I wasn't prepared for was like during a time when I knew I wasn't going to be able to do any cooking. And so like, I think the whole box went to waste and it was just so sad um, because it looked good. And then my family didn't like anything in it. So I'm pretty much eating alone and they're cooking for themselves anyway. I just, wow, that's the most tragic thing I've ever heard. Probably never going to do a food subscription box again, unless it's that one that I see now where they send you like organic pre-made frozen meals. Daily Harvest? Yes. So that's, I totally want to try Daily Harvest. That's the level I'm at with cooking right now. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't food, actually I mind I want prepared cooking. food given to me that I can just heat up. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that the purple carrot, you have to really enjoy cooking yeah, um, because it's pretty involved and you can choose me. You can choose ones that aren't as involved. Um, I usually choose the ones that are very involved because I like to learn new skills. So, yeah. but then I get them and I'm like, Oh my gosh, why did I order this? That's going to be, it's going to take me like four hours to make dinner. Yeah. Your passion for cooking has even more, made me realize how much I am just not how much you don't have a passion. I have zero passion for for cooking I don't even think I really like food that much I just don't like the feeling you get when you don't eat for a while that's about where I'm at okay so I have to resolve that issue that I don't like that feeling by eating some sort of food but I want it to have no effort 
at all and be healthy. So right now I'm trying to resolve the issue that you get when you do eat food. <laughs> you eat too much of it. Yeah. Um, because I have definitely been... What's weird is that I don't even think that I'm eating more necessarily, but we're eating different kinds of food because the weather's turning colder. And so it's like we're eating more comfort food, hearty foods, and less mm -hmm. cold food. So those foods are naturally heavier. Yeah. And I feel it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, okay, this is going to sound ridiculous, but that I'm complaining about this, but I legit weigh like two pounds more now than I did like weeks a couple weeks ago it's gonna be and okay. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm going to die it's oh so crazy God. and it's like I don't know I mean it will resolve itself and it'll be fine but it's just so funny how just changing your diet slightly can can do that yeah Anyway. I definitely eat a lot more soup in the winter. I don't eat any soup in the summer at all. I don't all. eat any soup in the ever. Which is the saddest thing. How does a person not eat soup? Like ingredients combined together with some liquid in it that can be... I don't want to drink my food. Eaten with a spoon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think unless you are ice cream, I don't want to eat. I don't really eat food with a spoon other than cereal or ice cream. What else would I eat with a spoon? Even if I eat soup, the soup has to be hearty fork? enough that I, yes. <laughs> like, because I don't eat what, listen, if I have soup, the liquid is just like what the things that I eat are bathing in. Yes. Right. Creating a delicious, yummy sure. juice. Giving flavor to the food that I will actually eat. The liquid will stay where it is and then it will go down the sink. Oh, that's, yes. that's terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. You're it served its purpose and now <laughs> because it's nothing but salt anyway. Yeah. So oh. when you look at the like if you okay, if you're eating like a canned soup. Um, if you look at the can, because I've eaten some, I have eaten some of those Gardein, those new Gardein soups, because they're actually, they're quite tasty. Um, like they have like chicken and rice and chicken and noodles and mm -hmm. like, and they have all sorts of like gumbos and stuff. All the stuff that's on the can, all that sodium, that 4 billion milligrams of sodium, you know, which is like four times your daily intake or whatever. That's just all in that juice that goes down the drain. So I don't have to worry oh. about it. Wow. <laughs> That's so sad. Like, as soon as this is done, I'm going to eat. You just talked about, like, <laughs> not eating boxes that you paid for. I'm talking about not eating water. <laughs> okay, I guess you have a point. I guess you have a point. But yeah, I eat a lot more soup in the winter. In the summer or warmer months, I'm a big salad person. And then in the winter, I kind of substitute that for yeah. soup. So basically, I'm living off of soup right now I miss salad I really want so I'm going to start eating salad in the winter even though it, it feels wrong it does feel wrong I can't mm. I can't really get behind that there's an occasional day in the winter where I'm like I need a salad so I'll go get like stuff to make salad but I just desperately um, need produce right now 
Yeah. My body is craving produce. I've had too much beige food recently. Yeah, that happens. I started buying carrots. Now, I hate carrots. My husband hates carrots. But I started buying them because I realized that I could do the parent thing and sneak them into our food at many meals. And no one... No one is the wiser. Well, I mean, except me who's sneaking them in, but then I, sure. I immediately forget that I did that and they last for a while and I can sure. buy a bunch at one time and they're pretty. So it's like, I, I mean, I can just put them in everything and I do. Wow. Don't do you ever get the like multicolored carrots, like the purple carrots? Only if I am roasting them for a holiday dinner. Okay, okay. I haven't really in a while because um, they don't add really that nice orange color. I need that beta carotene. Gotcha. Um, oh, one thing that I did want to mention. I am basically now a sushi chef. Oh my gosh. How do um, you become a sushi chef? So <clears throat> you buy nori and rice and then you stick things in it. That's amazing. And I had, I mean, I remember making sushi in college or something and then kind of like never again. Um, but I recently decided to do this. So we bought some mats and it's my new favorite thing. Like I made sushi for lunch the other day, just because like I want to do, I want to make all the sushi. So I started recently because, so it's pretty basic. I've just been doing, you know, veggie rolls. I did some like, oh, I did make some barbecue tofu, um, cream cheese, avocado rolls. Oh my gosh. That sounds so good. And these are all vegan. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but like, I like to say that not because I'm like, oh, I'm vegan, but just because I like, I like for people to know that you really can make anything vegan and it's not that complicated. Well, I want to, can I just say real quick here, <clears throat> there needs to be a different word for sushi when it doesn't involve yeah, totally. raw fish, because I think even you and I have been talking and I'll be like, oh, we went for sushi the other day and you're like, that's funny. You just said you don't eat raw fish. And I'm like, yes, Kelly, I, I don't eat raw fish. I eat avocado rolls and that's sushi yeah. for me. Like, you know, it is for me too. I totally get it. It's really, it's frustrating. And it, it's, it, this whole thing is frustrating for me because I'm like, I wish there was a way to be like, there are no animal products in what I'm eating without saying it's vegan, you know, because yeah. people are so turned off by it. We need by like, vegan tofushi or something or like oh well okay Fushi. that's that's weird we'll have to think on this make up a new but, word but what i was saying or what i was going to say is so i've decided that i need to kind of like go a little further with this because now i'm you know at like i could run my own restaurant level basically i'm quite sure you are so. <laughs> Um, so the only thing that I was really having trouble with was making these perfect cuts yeah. in the rolls. But then I remember that there's this thing called YouTube 
which is today's encyclopedia. So I went to this grand scheme of a plan called YouTube and they have so many vegan sushi making videos by like people who make sushi all the time. So now I have all these new sushis to try um, or whatever word we're going to come up with that is more appropriate. Even though like, why is sushi called sushi? Does sushi represent a fish? Is sushi a name of a fish? Is sushi like, is it representative of the fish? Sushi is, I think Japanese for raw fish. Like that's the Japanese word. I'm pretty sure. I trust you, but I am Googling it. I'm almost 100% sure that that's what it means. (laughs) Which is interesting. Okay. Sushi, a Japanese dish consisting of small bowls, balls, or rolls of vinegar-flavored cold-cooked rice served with a garnish of raw fish, vegetables, or egg. So it could just be sushi. All right. All it doesn't right. have so to be is. fish. Okay. Well, good. We've so, that up. so we don't even have to, to find know. a new word. It, we don't even have to say that. Um, but I do feel like if you don't qualify sushi with vegan, people automatically think raw fish. So like I'll be talking right now to people and I'll be like, oh, blah, 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 sushi. And they'll say to me, oh, I hate fish. And I'm like, oh, I don't eat raw fish sushi. Mm. I'm eating cucumbers, avocados, right. shredded carrots. Um, so Kelly, what, what have you found outside of like those three ingredients? Cause I know that then there's like tofu and the vegan cream cheese. There's and, like, well, pickled, there pickled everything. Yeah. I, pickled well, everything. okay. Not only pickled ginger, I have also put, um, I made quick pickled radish mm-hmm. and I've put that in sushi cause you can pickle anything. Um, True asparagus you can put in sushi oh i've seen that um, yeah red pe- like roasted pepper or raw pepper mm-hmm. tofu you can do in many ways i could do just egg which is made from what do we decide it's made from hmm. something mung beans mung beans you're so right, yes. just egg i could do that um i've never liked the sushi that had the egg on it though i've always thought it was weird I don't care for that. I've never even ordered it. It's never even occurred to me to no, try it. No, I think it's gross. But here's what's weird. When you stop eating like animal stuff and you start getting creative about what you can do with non-animal stuff, then there's kind of like this little thing in me that's like, ooh, I'm going to recreate this meat dish that I never even ate when I ate meat. Yeah. Like, like right now, weird I thing. really... I really want you to recreate shrimp tempura uh, sushi. You know they make rolls. vegan shrimp, shrimp. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so since you said that, it made me think I can do all sorts of, like I could probably do imitation crab with um, hearts of palm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can oh do gosh. all sorts of stuff. And um, so, it. but I guess what my thing was is that it was less about what, types of veg I can do and more about does the nori go on the outside or how do I do it where the rice is on the outside and then I put the little sesame seeds or how do I do the thing where there's like rice on the outside and then avocado on the outside of the like 
yes. these fancy kinds of dishes because even though my favorite ever just is a basic, basic avocado with the nori on the outside. Me too, girl. I want to. That's just all I day just long. Eat all, I breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, so I made five avocado rolls the other day. <laughs> And you're out of we control. Split them. It was crazy. But then I had some left over and we had it for lunch the next day. Yeah. I saw it on your Instagram and I was oh, so jealous. Yeah. I actually took um, my kiddo yesterday. We had all these errands to run and we went and grabbed um, vegan sushi from, well, mm. I, mine was vegan. He had rice, but I mean, something. I don't, he was rice. like, he didn't even know. He didn't even know, <laughs> he didn't even know what he had gotten. It just said chef special and he just ate it. It's never like, good idea. what I just ate, you know. Okay, so I will say that the only thing that I miss is unagi, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy because unagi is actually one of the worst sushis that you can get because it's mm-hmm. like endangered. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get vegan eel sauce, really? and you know what? That's all I needed to know. That's all I needed to know. And I think I can get it from Thrive Market. I don't know that for a fact, but I think I can get it from Thrive Market. If not, I can get it from Vegan Essentials or probably just Amazon. But that's all I need to know. You know, it's like, it's incredible all the things that are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So now that I'm starting my new sushi making business, (laughs) (laughs) it's just... It's crazy because like you spend so much for sushi when you go out. And so I just assumed that it was like crazy hard to do. And you know what? It's just crazy not. Yeah. We have a sushi making kit. I got it for Chris for his birthday this year and he made sushi like one time. So we really need to probably start using that because I see so many of my friends making vegan sushi Mm -hmm. and it looks so good. And yeah, because I mean, I think I spent like $11 for basically an avocado roll, a carrot roll and a mixed veg roll yesterday. Yeah. Like a, in a grocery store package of it, you know, and they have a sushi chef. It's not again, like this garbage stuff, but mm-hmm. so that's $11. That's right. A lot and it's literally like, some vegetables, rice. You can buy an entire bag of sushi rice for five bucks. Yeah. I'm sure you could get it cheaper. That's a Whole Foods. You can get like a 50 pound bag for like 20 bucks. You can get a pack of five sheets of nori for $3.99 at Whole Foods. Nice. That's so much sushi. And what, an avocado is like a dollar? So, or if you have cucumbers and carrots and, you know, I mean, there's just so much you can do with so few dollars when it comes to making sushi at home. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And I'm going to tell you sushi much like, like the sushi roll is similar to the vegan hot dog in that it doesn't really matter what's in it as long as you have the condiments on top, right? Like, and so that's how I feel about sushi. Like put anything in between rice and nori and let me dip it in some serious wasabi soy sauce and I will be happy. I got wasabi powder. Blissfully happy. Um, which was exciting too. So I got wasabi powder for like $4.99. So now I have wasabi for probably the rest of my life. Um, yeah, yeah. And when I was watching those YouTube videos, I had completely forgotten because I haven't gone out and gotten sushi in so long that there's that like sriracha mayo stuff on some sushis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can make that vegan. Like, yes. what was I even... Th- 
I have been missing out. You have. Like in life and my whole world has changed. So I cannot wait to see what's going to come of this. This is groundbreaking. So I am inspired. I want to start making sushi too because maybe that's the one type of cooking I can get excited about because it's not really cooking. You're not really cooking. More like assembling a variety of foods together in a easy Mm -hmm. to eat package. Now I will say you do have to learn the tricks of how best to assemble because that is the toughest part. Mm -hmm. The assembly and the like, there's a train kind of that has to, to, you have to create a train of like Mm -hmm. water and stuff that's like rice vinegar and there's a lot going on, but you can do it. I believe in myself. I I believe in you too. And, and really, if I can just master an avocado roll, I'm pretty much going to be like, I just go into restaurants and order things other than an avocado roll, just so that I don't look crazy. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll take a cucumber roll and I guess I'll take a vegetable roll, but really I just want that avocado roll. Like no, four just of give them. Give me avocado rolls. Yeah. <laughs> like why would you ever need anything else? In fact, um, why do I not just make bowls of cut up avocado <laughs> and rice and drench them in soy sauce and wasabi and eat it with like a spoon? Well, I think the nori is a really important aspect. Of I cut this. it up some like nori, like on top, sprinkle some on top or something. And I will tell you too another thing. This because I'm wondering is the shape like um, really pivotal to the flavor, or can you just eat yeah. those ingredients? No, okay. I think okay. And I'm gonna all right. So I'm gonna tell you a secret that I learned. Just a sushi secret. This is a sushi secret, listeners, from a sushi chef me yay (laughs) new to the game if you open that package of nori and you don't eat it all and then it gets like a little bit like soft Mm -hmm. because you let it sit for a few days it's going to be so easy to roll Mm. Oh my goodness. And not only is it going to be super easy to roll and nothing bad will happen to it, but it kind of has, what I really appreciate is that little bit of, mm, the little bit of give that the nori has, you know, like when you bite bite into it. Mm -hmm. mm, Mm. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. So you just have to let it get a little bit stale. Okay. Um, Life hack. Let the nori go stale. Let it go a little stale. It's just, all right, now I want, now I want sushi and that's not what we're having for dinner. So I do too. So I also want to make a statement about sushi since we're on this topic. Okay. Sushi on the list of like the top five worst first dates. I'm going to put sushi at number two, right behind a movie because sushi rolls are generally big. Like yep. you can only, I mean, like the little avocado rolls aren't bad, but you cannot bite them in half. You have to put the whole thing in your mouth. You're not going to be able to close your mouth around it. So you're going to be chewing with your mouth open. Your date's going to be like asking you a question and then you're going to be like flying rice out of your mouth. So listeners just do not ever go to sushi on a first date. I like, literally a- said this the other day. I'm like, why do people, why do people go Italian and sushi? Italian is, oh, look, I've got red sauce literally all over my face. 
And then you have to like, do I cut the noodles? Do I like scoop them all, twirl them around and scoop them all up and then shove a big thing of noodles in my face and then I have sauce all over me? No, or you have shoving sushi in your face. Neither of these are good options. Like maybe why are you eating on a date? I, I don't know. Go for a walk. Eating, eating is a, okay. Go for a walk. No, but go for a walk only, and grab a coffee. There's only certain foods that are acceptable for a first date and they have to be like tapas is like the best because mm. you're sharing. There's small portions. You can get a couple different things usually. And then, and it can be like a light dinner. And then if it's going well, you can commit to something more and keep ordering more and more food, or you can call it a night. Or if it's going to like one night standville, you can just go ahead and hit the bar up and, you know, make it happen. You know but, what I don't like eating in front of people in general. Yeah. It's a problem. And I know that like, food brings the people together or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I, I can grasp that concept because, you know, you're sitting and you got to do something. So you chat. I don't like watching other people eat and I don't want people watching me eat Yeah, ever. I, I want to like eat by myself and then we can have a chat. I feel like when we were kids, you would come to my house and like not eat. Like you would just sit I at the table. It and gives not me anxiety. Eat. And I'd be like, Kelly, you have to eat because my grandmother would be like cooking all this food and you'd just be like sitting there and they'd always be like, that Kelly eats like a bird. I was probably really picky. Probably. Like who knows? That Maybe that was when my like I hate meatness was coming out. But like it just, I don't, and I've gotten way better about eating in front of people. Like I don't obsess over it the way that I probably have in the past. But I just don't. I look, I know what other people look like when they're eating and I don't want to look like that, nor do I want to <laughs> see that. And I just, I don't like, I have like misophonia or whatever it is when you can't handle like sounds of people eating. Yes, like, I have it too. I cannot even handle when someone's sitting there and it's like, Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. I just want to die. Like I cannot handle hearing anyone's lips ever yeah. do anything. I don't want to hear your lips. I don't want to crunches actually don't bother me nearly as much oh as gosh, when no, someone's I eating. I don't want to hear your saliva. Oh God. That's I don't want to hear issue. any of it. I hate all of it. I hate it's all so gross it. to me, but you know what? You don't have to deal with it if you eat alone. Well, my family doesn't eat together. Like we just eat whenever, and you know, it's so funny. Kelly used to be so strict about like, we all have to eat dinner together at the table, mm -hmm. um, you know, years ago. And, you know, literally like if I finally get to that point where I'm hungry, I'm just like, I just go eat. And mm -hmm. like my kid, he just goes and eats. And I assume my husband eats occasionally. He like demands food. And I'm like, huh? I don't understand these words. <laughs> like, um, well, you know where the kitchen is? <laughs> we always eat together, but we used to be very diligent about always eating at the kitchen table. And since COVID times, we now eat um, in the living room and, and we watch something while we're eating because that's kind of the only time that we have to sit down and, you know, watch something together. And it's way better because you know what I'm watching? I'm watching something happening that I've never seen before. I'm not watching someone eat. And exactly. then it saves us the whole, what'd you do today? 
nothing. It's COVID. What'd you do today? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It's COVID. You know? So it's just <laughs> like, that was getting really old trying to like make up stuff that we had done. Um, so yeah, this sure. is far more interesting. Like, you were there all day. You know what I did. Right. So now we're kind of just like, let's just use the kitchen table for like puzzles or something. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Because- oh my gosh. That's such a great thing because so you know, last week was Thanksgiving. So I cleared off my kitchen table. This is like mm-hmm. a miraculous event. I have this huge reclaimed wood farmhouse style kitchen table. I mm-hmm. absolutely adore it. But like most flat surfaces in a home, it just very quickly can become covered with different things. It's a homeschool station. It's a office desk for half of the day every day. Um, so anyway, it got completely cleared off so we could all eat. Thanksgiving dinner around the table. And then afterwards, like the next day, I was like, oh my God, we could play board games at the table. So we played Monopoly. That sounds got- fun. So now I want to play board games at the table all the time. I got all kinds of new board games in the last year and I didn't play any of them. I have Golden Girls Clue. Do you know <laughs> about Golden Girls Clue? I, I mean, that makes sense to me. Oh my God, it's so good, but nobody wants to play it with me. And you have to have three people. So I have to find two willing participants to play Golden Girls Clue. I actually hate games. I used to like games. I really, really, when I was growing up, we played games all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the idea of, I have, I'm looking at Uno, you know what? Like, like, hi. Yeah, yeah. Um, We just bought a new deck recently. I... I love the idea of games, but I'd rather do something. I'd rather do a puzzle. Okay. This puzzle thing is new. I'm making this up right now. Like as we speak, I'm deciding that I'm a puzzle person. (laughs) I did. I did mention to my husband maybe today or yesterday that I wanted to do puzzles on the kitchen tables now that we don't eat at the kitchen table and it feels it's like the vibe is different in there because now I cook in there and I enjoy cooking in there but we don't eat in there anymore so now the kitchen table is just like this cold space that doesn't oh no. feel like it makes sense so I yeah the puzzle all right but I'm a puzzle person now awesome in the Why same world where I'm a sushi chef um yeah. and I want to do that I feel like games are just I don't like to make plans and I don't like to have to be anywhere for a specific amount of time and with a game you're really locked in it's like a commitment you know it's a real a board game is a real life commitment and it can be a puzzle Monopoly games can go on for days well puzzles a puzzle you just come and go as you please you don't have to answer to anyone you don't have to tell anyone that you mess with the puzzle they'll they'll know or they won't right yeah. and that's really more my commitment style I think Okay. I mean, I want to be a puzzle person. I, I internally feel like I'm a puzzle person, but Mm -hmm. I don't, I haven't in many, many years had a table space in my home and probably because I've had kids in my house for the last uh, 15 years. So there's never a place that's safe or, you know, out of the way where you could do a puzzle and not worry about pieces getting lost, which is Oh my gosh, just an unbearable thing, like to get to the end of the puzzle and find out a piece is missing. See, that's why I'm not a puzzle person. That's what's ruined it for me. Too many times I got to the end only to not get that satisfaction of putting the final piece in and standing back and being like, oh, look, no, it's so irritating if one piece is missing. 
I think intrinsically we're all puzzle people. Maybe. I was, I was, oh, Kelly, I was a puzzle kid. I had, do you remember? I had like an entire shelf of puzzles. You were a puzzled kid? Puzzle or, kid. Okay. Like, as I'm not a puzzle person, I was a puzzle kid. I was. I mean, you're like, not a puzzle a, adult. I'm not a puzzle person. adult. Okay. Yes. But as a kid. Because that inner, had, that child is still in you. She's there. But I had all these puzzles and I also start since you only have so many puzzles as a kid and they're like what 50 100 pieces maybe um I would just start like doing speed competitions with myself because there's no one else about how fast I could put together the puzzles nice that was my that was my childhood I let oh now I really need if anyone's oh okay so this is great this is the thing that I recently pondered okay so it was recently, it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this briefly. And I got all this stuff I actually really wanted for my birthday. Yay, that never this happens. This never happens. <laughs> this never happens. And so I was thinking, like, is it because I know who I am? I am like a fully formed human woman i know myself i radiate who i am what i stand for my values my wants needs desires and that radiating into the universe is putting out this like like beacon that's telling people I know what Kelly wants because I know Kelly because that just radiates from her. I really hope so. Or is it because people listen to the podcast? Okay. Either one is fine. I would say I'm I'm really happy with either one of those answers. So (laughs) is it the universe or is it the podcast? I'm going to give a full answer. I'm going to say maybe it's a little bit of both happening at the same time. So what I'm saying is, Dear universe, I would really like a puzzle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I would really like a puzzle with lots and lots of pieces. Right. Universe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Bounce, bounce back to me. Bounce back yes. to me, puzzle. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm just going to like, it's going to happen. going to manifest it. I'm going to yeah, sit and think about it every day. <laughs> okay. I'll manifest one for you too. Thank you. Now we are going to be puzzle people. And can you also manifest like a private room where I could set up a puzzle table? Where no animals can get to. (laughs) Or kids or construction workers. There's a lot going on in your universe. It it never ends. I can't. With There's too much going on. Okay. So here's a thing that I want to mention too, because I know that you wanted to talk about this as well. Duolingo. <gasps> Duolingo. All right. My new favorite thing. So I got an email the other night that said, welcome to Duolingo Plus. Here are all your features. And I was like, oh, hold up. I didn't <laughs> sign up for Duolingo Plus. And I, I got, now I will tell you that here is where my inner work still needs to happen. 
my first instinct was not to be grateful and Mm -hmm. to accept that gift from email land yes of duolingo plus my first instinct was to get really upset at at apple or my phone or whoever signs up for duolingo plus and i was like "Uh uh-oh how much is duolingo plus (laughs) what does my bank account look like right now it's a it's an annual payment of 2.99 right and and it's already been deducted from your account and then okay after some googling i realized that when you send a link Mm -hmm. to someone and they create an account using your link, you get a week free of Duolingo (gasps) Plus. Did I give you a week free? Again, is it the universe or is it the podcast? Whatever happened. But you sent me a link. I did sign up. I started taking Spanish. Kelly, I know Spanish. I know way more Spanish than I realized I even knew. Like, I'm like, I know all these things. Like, I literally know all this. Like, I haven't gotten a single thing wrong, and I'm on, like, day four or something. What? Oh, my goodness. Like, okay, so we can basically do a a sushi to go in Spanish, and we would be set, right? Okay. Yeah. Like I feel like we can start this plan of action subscription box. Yes. <laughs> Sushi in Spanish. Sushi in Spanish. Okay. There there's something look, we're gonna play with this. <laughs> no one steal our idea. Because okay. this is this is unlock. This is something about this sushi is on and Spanish. The DL. Wait, okay. We'll save this in a box. Let's put it in a little box and we will um We'll figure this one out because I I have a gut feeling that this one's going somewhere. Good, good. I'm excited. I'm excited. But I do really like the Duolingo, I have to say. I well, was doing, um, uh, I might have talked about this before. I was doing a Spanish audiobook um, on Audible. Oh, I think you did mention. No, you didn't mention Audible. I never mentioned that. Okay, because yeah, when I okay. was... Uh, driving to and from work, I was like, I should be doing, well, actually it was my husband that said, you should learn a language. I mean, you're spending two hours a day in the car. You know, I was like, you're right. I should be. And this was kind of before I got into podcasts, which took me out of the Spanish thing. But so yeah, they have this like interactive sort of audiobook where they teach you Spanish and it was pretty good, but I, and, and I, and you can't do Duolingo while you're driving or you shouldn't be yeah, Duolingoing no. while driving. But, uh, so it's not good for using drive time, but I don't drive now. I sit at home. So the Duolingo, I love it. It's like so fast. It's so fun. The little owl makes me feel so good about myself. He's like, you're putting in some hard work. And I'm like, I know I am, aren't I? It's like really validating if you're a person who might need that. Um, I love, and you know what, when you get enough points, you can, um, put some clothes on him. <gasps> I can put clothes on him. Oh my gosh, this got way bad. I didn't it's know really I was like exciting. earning points to like, I just thought I was earning points to get to the next level of the. Um, well, and you can use your points to save your streak. So like if you're on a streak day, you know, cause you're supposed to do, you know, every day or whatever, but yes. I missed yesterday, which is really upsetting to me because I missed my streak. Anyway, you can use some of those points to hold your streak. 
I saw that. I saw that. So. Because sometimes the streak things keep you motivated, you For know? Sure. So yeah, I did I'm so excited that you joined it. Like this is. I know. Oh, I'm so excited you got a week so free. So many new of- things. Duolingo Plus. Yeah, I don't know what that does. I'll I'll find out if I I'll find out. You get more features now, or something. Well, I think it's ad free. You learn more. more I don't think there are any ads. That's um, that's really nice. Even though Duolingo isn't really like an a big ad place anyway. Maybe you get to learn cuss words now. That would be like a fun feature if you pay for plus. I think that I think you have to be Duolingoing for like a year to get to that point. <laughs> like right now I'm still just like in a restaurant and going to the bathroom and stuff in a Those hotel. Those are important. Those mm-hmm. things are important. You know, I took a lot of foreign language. I took French for nine years. Wow. And I never, and, I, and I'm, I think I could survive if I was like dropped in the middle of France with like no um, buddy to help me. Uh, like I'd, I would be able to talk to the people. You mean because, because they speak to, English? <laughs> I do want to go to France. It's on my list um and and see like yeah if I could actually pick up the language after a few you know be able to like converse in it after a few days I think the problem with those languages is people speak really fast yes for sure as we do um and I do think that if I end up ever raising a child the first thing that like instead of sending them off to college I would probably send them off to another country where they could like be immersed in a language and in a culture and actually learn something about a culture because it you know I wish that I had done something like that I wish that Mm -hmm. I had been like I wish that I had thought had created a way to make it happen or thought that I could create a way to make it happen and done that maybe instead of, you know, that really um, important sociology degree that I have. Yeah. And I do think that's important. I know I had a friend in high school who actually went, got to go to France and might do a final advanced study, of course, in French. And I was so jealous. I thought that was such a cool thing because, mm-hmm. yeah, if you don't ever go to the country um, or to a country that speaks that language, then you know, really as soon as you get out of high school or you stop learning it, you're just going to kind of lose it. Well, because you have to use it. You have to use it or you'll lose it. That's right. All right. So we are winding down, I think. Are there any parting topics, words, phrases that that we feel like we should go over before we (laughs) leave everyone for the week? So I just always want to tell people to be good to themselves and be good to others around them. That is such, you, that's such a lovely thought, (laughs) Ellen. I mean, that is. Did I steal that from Ellen? Oh no. Am I going to get sued? Which is really funny. Okay. So now I just want to talk about celebrity gossip for like an hour. Um, That'll be a bonus episode. It's really funny that that's like her thing since everyone's talking about what a toxic environment that show was. Yeah. It's really funny that she's all like, love yourself and love everybody. Peace yeah. and love. Oh, I, I did finish. Look, we're not done. We're, we'll no. talk for like 10 minutes. And, oh my gosh. I've got stuff to say about Ellen. You, you just like opened up Pandora's box. I listened to the Busy Phillips podcast the other day and she interviewed or she was talking to Rosie O'Donnell 
And Rosie O'Donnell was talking about being on Gimme a Break. Do you remember that show with Nell Carter? Of course. Okay. I didn't realize that Rosie O'Donnell was on it. I didn't either, but it was, I think like her first real acting gig or something. And she was talking about how like Nell Carter was so mean because she was like <gasps> going through like custody stuff and like drug issues and like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, what, what? Nell Carter gossip like I had forgotten what? that give me a break was even a show and me then too in that podcast it not only became like my favorite show but the most dramatic show and like I really I mean is that on Hulu or something because I really want to go back and watch it now and then I mean that kind of makes sense to me but I was like whoa because I guess Nell Carter used to be on like Broadway or something and she was in like all these musicals and things I don't know. There's a whole lot that kind of like came back to me that I remembered hearing when that show was out, mm -hmm. but you know, it was like in my little person brain. So like, I didn't know how to process it, but whoa, it was like really fascinating. Wow. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about Nell Carter or give me a break in so long. In fact, I barely can even picture the, people on that show or what it looked like. Um, I don't remember anyone else on that show. Yeah. I, I really struggle with some of those 80s shows that back then were so huge. And I guess they were even like actually 70 shows that we were watching probably reruns of as kids. Yeah. Um, it really like, it took a lot out of me when I found out that most of my favorite shows went off the air way before I was even born. I was like, wait, mm. what? So the Brady Bunch isn't happening right now. <laughs> it is. It is. The world okay. isn't black and white. When I found out, okay, because I used to oh watch I Love Lucy. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I used to watch I Love Lucy every morning. It came on at like, yeah. I don't know, 6 a.m. or something like that. Mm -hmm. So and it then, was on. And then Beverly Hillbillies. <clears throat> oh my gosh, yes. But I. I mean, I still, to this day, I Love Lucy is in my Hulu favorites because I, that's one of those shows that I can put on. You do, in fact, love Lucy. I love Lucy. I love Desi. Oh my goodness. And I- I know you do. How did, how did I think we could end this podcast? So, and then I started talking about Ellen. There's no yeah. way. Okay. So I read this, I, this Lucille Ball autobiography that I then gave to my grandmother. So I don't have any more, but I kind of almost want to get it again just so I can read it again. It was fascinating. I learned so much about Lucy and Desi. Like I had no idea, no idea. I don't know anything about them at all other than they were on a show and it was really funny. It was really funny. It was like, were I they think like a real like, life thing? They were they, married. They had kids. What? <laughs> I mean, and he was like, he might have been like the first Hispanic lead was the kid on, a on show their show or something. Yes, no, that definitely. wasn't actually their kid. And then okay. she was like, the she was like breaking like stereotypes and yeah, like all, sure. rules all over the place. And she was actually a dramatic actress. And then she played that role like mm -hmm. on I Love Lucy for him so that really? he could like have that position like oh. on on tv it was one like 
necessary because of how sex works in Hollywood. Sure. Um, but also for their marriage, mm-hmm. like to, to you know, not have all the control. Like there were so many fascinating things. And like she, it was a very like Sonny and Cher kind of thing. How like Cher and Sonny were not like madly in love, but like she totally respected him for like building her career. Well, like Lucy and Desi had this kind of thing where he was like not her man at all in the sense that like the guy she married after him was like the love of her life. Mm. And Desi was just like, they had like a partnership and this rapport and, you know, whatever, but like, Mm -hmm. oh, that was a really good book. Anyway, that show made me really question like what color the world was. (laughs) In real yes. life, like IRL. And you're not the only one. I've heard this from from other people, too. It's just so. one of those things where, like, I... And it's not even that. I spent most of my life watching a black and white TV mm-hmm. when I was growing up. And it didn't even occur to me that I was watching a black and white TV. In the <laughs> sense that, like, I'm living my life. I'm eating with the tv actually on our kitchen table the little teeny tiny like black and white tv sitting on our kitchen table and i'm aware that the table is brown Mm -hmm. but i'm not even thinking about the fact that there aren't colors on the tv yeah that's weird i think that was just how things were back then like you just don't question it or just don't question it but I mean, it was just I the will, way things I, were. We were kids, so I will say though, I prefer black and white. And then when I, I was too. a kid, like all my favorite movies were like the 1930s and 40s. Like I would have my grandmother tape on VHS these like 1930s, like Carrie, like Carrie Grant was my first crush. Oh gosh, girl, and don't I know it? You were a and little like, bit out of control as a teenager. You were like really into older men. I had concerns. This was when I was a ch- like a seven. I know. <laughs> you would be like so in love and I'm like but you know these are like 45 year old men it feels relatively safe because they were also all dead they were okay so it's not like it was like some creepy sex situation they were all dead so there was nothing weird that was going to happen with these dead men but like I remember asking my grandmother to tape all these these movies that typically you would think a grandmother would be watching, but she was watching Lifetime movies and Hallmark movies about like, you know, poodles and stuff. And I was like, okay, but there is this Jimmy Stewart movie that's on at 2 p.m. and I will be in school. Can you please videotape that? (laughs) (laughs) I would like circle in the TV guide the movies that I wanted her to tape for me while I was at school. It was great. And those are still... I still would prefer to watch those kinds of movies, even though now, like, they're a bit problematic with, you know, life issues. <laughs> Me too, movement stuff. <laughs> you know, life, yeah. how life works, and, you know, race yeah. and sex, and, you know, all that stuff that, you know, wasn't oh, going well. <laughs> but it's not like it's any better now when you watch movies. So I'd rather see them in black and white when all the people are dead, and I can just, it's just, it, it's actually fantasy land, and it doesn't feel yeah. like it's, oh, this is just, you know, art imitating life. 
Because see, you can, because it was romantic at that time, you can still yeah. pretend it's romantic, even though right now, a lot of the romance stories that were told are absolutely like me to oh yeah insanity like if a if a guy came up to a woman and treated her the way like come here baby you look good to me let's go dancing or something like he'd get punched and arrested you know but back then it was like romantic and women like dreamed of like men taking control of them and sweeping them off. Okay. Well, I wasn't watching a lot of those kinds of movies. I was actually thinking more, you know, what, what really just occurred to me is now Cary Grant's very much like a love guy. Yeah. But but they weren't, there were, he wasn't really boorish in a lot of his movies. With the, the, the Empire State Building and the lady oh. that got hit by the car. You Unfair to remember. That's actually really not one of my favorites. My favorite, it, my favorite movie is favorites. The Philadelphia Story um, uh, with okay. Catherine Hepburn and Jimmy Stewart and Cary Grant. But he's like really mean to her in that movie. And I feel like right now she would get up out of that wheelchair and just cold cock him. That's like, unfair to remember. That's not, yeah, I can't remember that movie. I didn't love it. The only reason I even knew about it was because of Sleepless in Seattle, because actually they redid that movie and they made it in, in, um, in color. And I don't like old movies in color. So it weirds sure. me out. Um, I was going to say though, now, okay, so we've got all this problematic Me Too stuff. We've got all this problematic, like gender roles and sex roles and like race and, you know, all that. That said, in romantic movies today, romance is sex. Mm-hmm. And you, it is very difficult to find a, a movie about love that isn't just a bunch of sex. Mm. And so, and that, there was none of that oh, yeah. in these old movies. So there might've been innuendo. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't that. And so I think there's a lot more like dreaminess and fiction and whatever, because you're not showing me everything and I don't want to see everything and I don't need to see everything. So I actually watched this movie the other day. Um, I got it from the library actually online and it was called Old Fashioned and it might be a Christian movie. I don't know. I can only assume that it's a Christian movie because like there was no, not, no one even kissed in this movie, but it was all about love and relationships and it was so good and wholesome and like, it was, it was like the best movie ever. And I was like, I feel like I'm watching a movie from like 1934 and like, why don't they make movies this Mm -hmm. way anymore? And it was exactly what I wanted to watch. It was super, super like B movie. Like it might be like X Y Z movie, <laughs> but but it was just refreshing. Yeah, because I just like I don't want to I don't want to see a rom com that's just dirty jokes, and I don't want to see you know just people going at it like. No thanks. You know, I'm I would not so much interested. prefer the innuendo mm-hmm. over all the stuff. So Kelly, I have to make a confession. I watched Basic Instinct a couple weeks ago for the first time in my life. Wait, what? So I'm not even lying. Wow. I remember it came out when we were like in middle school. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, I was in middle school. 
and all the other kids at school had cable and they watched it and every I heard about it and then I got older and it just kind of fell off the radar and we never had cable and so probably when I maybe had an opportunity as an adult to watch it I just wouldn't have even cared yeah but anyway I was like okay let me go now at you know literally 25 years 30 years later <laughs> go back and I'm gonna watch this movie and see what that's an interesting all- choice all the because it was like such the scandal like it was the dirtiest movie to ever come out in the theater you know well, it was, it's again, that middle scene schoolers. where she's in the she's in the interrogation room or whatever and she crosses her yes. legs Ugh. yes Ugh. so I watched it and a it's so cheesy <laughs> oh my gosh it's so hard to watch those 90s you know whatever yeah. anyway and honestly like Compared to what has come out on the silver screen in the last 30 years, it feels very mild, Tame. very mild comparatively to what I've seen. Like, I don't know if you saw that, probably not the, this like Keanu Reeves movie he made like a year ago the called two Knock women? Knock. Oh my God. It's so I, bad. Okay. It's so I tried, so I tried to watch I it. it. <laughs> I tried to watch it just because Keanu but I could not even get, I was, I did watch uh, it. No, but I regretted every second. I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was one of those movies that actually made me in real life irritated because the girls were so obnoxious in the movie and I wanted them to stop. I wanted the movie to stop. Okay. But, but I I'm couldn't gonna, stop I'm, watching Keanu because he's Keanu. Because Keanu. And the long hair with the little scruffy beard thing is really working for me right now. Okay. So I'm going to tell you two things. Okay. One thing, there is this, movie called always be my maybe i've heard of it it's an ali wong movie now ali wong is a comedian i saw it i love ali keanu's in it and keanu plays keanu keanu and he plays an asshole right it's so great it's so great you know what it's so great and it's also not a dirty film it's not a dirty love film it's cute yeah and then so Which there's is funny because Ali Wong is super raunchy. She is. Comedian. She is. But that's what makes it. It's so cute. It's so cute. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to have to Google this movie. She's also quick. the cutest pregnant woman I've ever seen. I want to yeah. be her pregnant. She's literally doing stand up at like eight and a half months pregnant. Is that even a real baby bump? Like she's just strutting I... around up on stage. She's squatting down. She's dancing. Yeah. I'm I like, mean, that's a really go, old. I mean, she had that baby like years ago she did two of them she did two um, stand-up pregnant but okay i'm trying to f- find out this movie i haven't seen it yet um but I, okay okay so there's a key there's a new movie it's called destination wedding it's mm-hmm. keanu reeves and winona Ryder. okay that's exciting i love winona Ryder. i haven't seen it yet but I feel like Jen Kirkman talked about it on her podcast or something. And I have this feeling that it's going to be a Hallmark vibe, really refreshing, wholesome film. And I really want to see it. I really, really want to see it. I think it's on, I think it's on Netflix, but it might be on Hulu. It might be on Hulu. I don't know. I maybe we should watch it and then talk about it. Well, I love Keanu. When we talk I, about Amelia, I haven't seen Winona Ryder do anything since Stranger Things. 
I mean, Stranger right? Things is, is new. I mean, isn't there a new it's Stranger Things? Yeah. Well, I don't watch Stranger Things and it doesn't count because I don't watch shows. I only watch movies yeah. for the most part. You know, I have my thing with my shows where I only watch the same <laughs> right. show over and over again. So to me, it's not the Winona I want to see. I want to see her in a movie. I like movies because we're going to get to a point. I know we're going to probably get to a point within two hours and mm -hmm. then I can move on with my life. A show could potentially drag me. Like, remember the RuPaul's Drag Race? I went into like a black hole for a month over yeah. RuPaul's like I'm just saying shows can be very dangerous if I like them and there's 16 okay. seasons of them so, so destination wedding movie, Winona Ryder I'm all in let's do it I I I don't have hope Hulu, it doesn't though. disappoint me you'll have to like give me your Hulu login or something girl you can get like a free month of Hulu oh okay okay I'll do that I'm about to I, get, I only accidentally have Hulu because I forgot that I had it on mute or whatever, you know, for a few months and forgot oh, yeah. that it was about to reactivate. And I was so upset because they had a Black Friday deal where you would get it for $1.99 for a year. Aww. And I kind of considered it, but then realized there's actually nothing on Hulu that I watch because I have Philo and I, yeah. I, we've talked about this before. Yes, we have. Um, but I'm interested in this movie because I think it could be like a wholesome movie. I just, I miss, here's another thing that I really like. I kind of will, I will wrap up my part of this here. The thing that I really like about old movies, and by old, I mean like prior to 1950. Okay. Is that they're dialogue based. Hmm. Like someone actually put effort into writing dialogue that sounded like something that intelligent humans would say. Because it wasn't what you'd really say. They were sure. saying things that someone who'd like sat back and thought mm. for a while about what would sound really good and pack a punch. Would like say. Casablanca. Nobody I hate that, that movie. I you hate Casablanca. That movie. I hate that movie. Well, no, like I've never, I've never even seen Casablanca. Yeah, so know. I hadn't either. And my <laughs> husband was like, "This is the most romantic movie in the history of ever. It's so good." So we watched Interior it. And eye roll. Like okay, go ahead. we watch. So I was like, "All right, we'll watch this thing." Like I'm not really a Humphrey Bogart fan, but like you know, whatever, we'll do it. We were both like, "What?" <laughs> Clearly someone remembered this film incorrectly because it is, you know what? It's not even good. Like it's not so even funny. good. Like I can't even tell you, like there, I feel like there were definitely things about it that were problematic, but mostly it just wasn't good. Like wow. there's yeah, so many it. good movies, not one of them, not one of them. And definitely not like, way up there on the scale of like best movies ever wow i feel like my knowledge of casablanca is from like kermit the frog and miss piggy like reenacting the final scene on sesame street or something one time so that's my point of reference so i know there's this movie called casablanca i know it's famous it's supposed to be romantic and i assumed everybody liked it no i think it's really just about like these people who bone all the time and then they are oh, like Lord. do we like want to keep hooking up or not no okay. oh like i mean i can't even remember it because it was so bad it and just has these like famous moments that get replayed over and over throughout because culture. those are the only moments it's like when a movie is so terrible that like the most terrible movies have the best like advertisements i was gonna say trailers trailer. because yeah. the trailer that's like three seconds is the only good thing in the movie i hate and when I feel like casablanca is just like a trailer 
That's so true. Um, That's so and I think that the only reason that we know about these movies that aren't really that great, and a fair to remember, Casablanca, these are like um, movies that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan made us believe that were good, right? Because don't they talk about Casablanca too, probably? Um, Do they? I don't know. I, don't I know, know they talk about an affair to remember. I mean, Sleepless in Seattle is like all about an affair to remember. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I I mean, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks are the modern day. Like, yeah. Why don't they start making black and white movies? I mean, my I could get my fix like completely on nothing but Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks movies. Maybe not Meg Ryan now after she's like messed with her face so much. I was going to say there's bad went, stuff happening. Um, and I guess we could go on like a tangent about how there will be like no women to play like normal middle-aged women because all the middle-aged women now look like plastic 25 year olds and it's so, just not even the thing. Can I, can I go back to Keanu Reeves real quick here? Okay. Have you seen, Keanu Reeves's girlfriend have you seen a picture of them yeah. together yeah. oh my god I love her and I almost fell over because when do you ever see a guy with a woman his age well she's not quite his age she's but, still like over a decade younger than him but okay. yeah I completely but agree she with clearly you. is not a 20 year old model yeah and she looks like a normal person she mm -hmm. doesn't dye her hair obviously or she and does dye her hair gray okay. like people do Whatever. because she is an artist so she's got Don't. that flair don't ruin my, my thing here, here, but I'm seriously, I almost like I saw like the, a magazine or a picture somewhere and I literally almost fell off my seat because you just don't see women on the red carpet with a star like Keanu Reeves rocking gray hair and looking like a real person. Well, so. I feel like Keanu Reeves is a, is a, I feel like he's a good soul. I do too. That's and all I'm going to say about Keanu Reeves. I, I feel he's a good one. He seems good. And so I'm really sad. I think I might have missed my opportunity with him. But <laughs> did you watch the new Bill and Ted movie since we're, we've already gone Keanu Reeves? Well, I think that I've made it clear that I like Keanu Reeves and I want to keep liking Keanu Reeves. So <laughs> this isn't, this isn't going to be the thing that's going to ruin it for you. It's actually really cute. I and I thought terrible. they did it really well. I, really? I, I liked it. I also fell asleep because that's just me in a movie. I never sit through a whole movie. I fell asleep and my rental expired. So I haven't seen the end of it, but I was with, I was with them. It was just late and there was no way I was going to make it through the movie. So, um, yeah, anyway, I mean, my I'm going to go back and rewatch it. I wasn't really a free. fan of the Bill and Ted movies when they came out. So I was a fan. Um, I also think that Keanu just always nails the stupid surfer guy character so. you know he does and that's obviously like i don't know when all of a sudden everyone started liking keanu reeves because for a long time he was just the butt of everybody's joke yeah um, parenthood which is I upsetting mean, because keanu reeves is actually a good actor and he's been out the first time i saw him and this is gonna sound crazy but he was in this movie i think it was called hardball um where he plays like a like a softball or like a baseball coach what? to these little kids I've never heard of this and he's so good in it he yeah. I saw that movie and I was like oh my gosh he should have bunches of kids he would be the best dad and then he had what like no kids yeah but that's kind of a tragic story because he had like a fiance 
who had a miscarriage or might have been pregnant. I think she had a miscarriage and then there was like a bunch of like, she had a lot of like emotional stuff going on and then she died in a car accident. Oh, that's- And then you like never, and that was like a, a relationship that he had for a long time and then you like never saw him with anybody again and it was like super tragic. Yeah, wow, that's so sad. So, but yeah. Wow, I've I really always- didn't want to like end on that note. Oh, <laughs> well, I love Keanu. I've loved him since parenthood, which is the first time I saw him. Yeah. I thought while the character is obnoxious, he really captured like the the character very well though. He did a good job at it. And I liked Bill and Ted's, you know, whatever excellent adventure. And I liked the bogus journey. I mean, I liked them all. So And the thing is, is like I think that people forget, and maybe people didn't forget, they just didn't see. He was in really serious movies, like think of like my own private Idaho. Oh yeah, so like, good, so good. Oh, you know, I watched that like six months ago with my teenager, which was mm-hmm. possibly the most awkward thing I have ever done in my life. I guess I did not recall how much gay sex there are things that I don't in that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie <laughs> in quite a while. Well, don't watch it with a teenager. Okay, just throwing that out there. Okay. But he's so good in that movie. He's really good in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really, when you think about the group of Hollywood kids that he kind of came up with, Mm -hmm. I mean, even just like River Phoenix, you know, or like Johnny Depp, these other guys have kind of, it didn't work out so well for them in a lot of ways. Like Johnny Depp is going down a like crazy spiral, spiral, you know, like the last few years. I try not to pay attention. And so... But I mean, it's just like Keanu, like really did well. Like he seems he, to have, never, and I think it's because he's he wasn't in Hollywood. Like I yeah. think he kind of stepped away. Now he wasn't a band, you know. He always had was in that like underground Hollywood scene, like Johnny Depp, you know, and did like the band thing and stuff. But I just think there are people who are aware that that scene isn't being like famous, famous in the sense where you're like putting yourself in on purpose in the spotlight Mm -hmm. isn't good for them. And so they step away from it. Yeah. And some people are successful at that and some people aren't. For sure. I also don't hear crazy stories about him, like being a bad drug addict Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting really, you know, into the party scene and you're way more in on the Hollywood, you know, info than I am. I'm pretty disconnected from that stuff, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely, like when an actor that I appreciate doesn't go down that path, especially one that I've enjoyed since I was a young kid, because a lot of those actors from the 80s and early 90s that were younger did go into drugs, and a lot of them aren't even with us today because of that. Yeah, super sad. So on that positive note, <laughs> let's let's say, you know, listeners, buy me a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to suddenly get like (laughs) hundreds of puzzles like arriving at your door every day. (laughs) That would be, you know, that's why I started a podcast. Yeah. Just to get puzzles. (laughs) Puzzles at my door. Okay. So I would suggest to everyone, stop what you're doing right now and go watch a Keanu Reeves movie. Yes. If you can in black. Not and white. the knock knock movie though. Not the knock knock movie. Don't watch that. Go watch a wholesome Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder film that's in black and white. <laughs> if they start kissing, look away. 
Oh my goodness. You can just imagine that happening. <laughs> Use your imagination. That's right. Don't don't be looking at stuff like that on the television. And like, let's all go learn everything that we can about Amelia Earhart so that we can talk about it. Yes. So, and if anyone out there is like an Amelia Earhart expert, um, Ooh, let us know. Let us that. know. I bet there are people that have done a lot of digging on this and um, might have something to share. So, if you do, email us at tell me something real podcast at gmail.com. Or any of those conspiracy type um, mysteries that you want to hear about because that those things fascinate me. So I want to research them all and then talk about them. Yeah. I just found out about a new conspiracy theory from Russia today uh, on the supernatural podcast and it's changed my life. I'm so into this new conspiracy. So maybe we'll venture into that one down the road. It's really good. We'll have to talk about it later. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to keep that one on the back burner for next time. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy theories. That could be like a topic we'll start venturing into more often. Absolutely. But, but like fun ones, not like election fraud conspiracy theories, maybe. Yes. So, okay. Mysteries All of right. the deep. <laughs> Mysteries of the deep. Bermuda Triangle stuff. So. All right. All so right, take so. care of each other. Be safe. And keep it real. <laughs>